Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, yo, my peoples, we are back with part two of that Slammin' Goldie podcast. If you haven't checked out part one yet, go do that. Go back. Check it out. You definitely want to hear what Goldie has to share, and he shares a lot. On part two, we move to the Q&A section of the pod with our live audience. Goldie shares his music-making process. We both share our advice for young musicians coming up into the music business, as well as our most inspiring tracks of all time. So check it out, yo. All right, so let's do some Q and A with your kind people. Uh, anybody, I'm gonna pass the mic around. Is that the dilly? Oh, you have that mic. All right, dude. All right, man. Uh, who wants a question to uh, either myself or Goldie? I'm not talking about Banksy at all. <laughs> I am not Banksy, by the way. I am Spartacus. I was transported back to uh, Beat Street there. Beat Street, in Brooklyn. Beat Street, yeah, the film. Oh, I thought you were at the record store in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were at Beat Street. Say again. Yeah. I was transported back from your description there. So Beach can, Street. Yeah. yeah. Can you still do a crazy legs? Yeah, Uh-oh. I mean, I mean, I know. these tables, no, no. No. Let's get, I'll I, get him. I'll get, I could do it. I, have, I do have, actually have three <laughs> fractured ribs. No, he, did, he, he messed himself up. He decided. Yeah, I could yeah. do, yeah. He thought I, the kids I, were going to catch him. I could him. do. I mean, that's what the yoga is. The yoga keeps me really flexible, man. I mean, it's it's crazy, that whole that whole thing. But yeah, I'm pretty, I mean, my friends are, look, I mean, you look good. You know what I mean? You're, you're clear in the eyes, clear water. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a lot better than I, than, than I ever was. I'm in the best shape I've ever been, but I don't have the bulk anymore because it's all internal core strength now, which is, which is beautiful. But yeah, I do, I do like that movie, man. That battle was pretty good. Well, you know, Dr. Revolt, right? From, I interviewed yeah, Revolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got an interview I did with Revolt last year in New York mm-hmm. uh, for this wonderful documentary we're doing. And that was a crazy interview, man. That he's was some, the dude. He's he did a dude. bunch of stuff for the Fulham Criminals art in the beginning. People were like, well, this, it looks like Dr. Revolt. I go, it is Dr. Revolt. It is Revolt. Dr. Revolt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's amazing. He's a legend in New yeah. York. Question? Uh, so everyone here tonight is that to answer the question, what's been your most inspirational piece of music in your life? I'm going to put you both on the spot here and ask you both the same question. Shit, thanks, dude. Uh, it's gotta be September by Earth, Wind & Fire. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you why. Woo! And I'll tell you why it's so fucking inspiring. It's the first LP I bought was Earth, Wind & Fire's Greatest Hits Volume 2. The one with like Dr. King yeah. Tut on it. It's like the... <laughs> yeah. And I was buying a bunch of 45s before then because I only had a certain amount of allowance, right? So I was buying like Donna Summer Joints or Casablanca Records. 
and a friend of mine said, hey, you know, you got to check this Earth, Wind & Fire shit out. And I was like, you know what? I was just learning how to play guitar. And he was like, they got good guitar. And I was, I was like, it's, it, really? I mean, because I, yeah. I, I knew, I knew Nile Rodgers was on his shit, but I was a chic dude. But then all of a sudden they played me Gotta Get You Into My Life, which is the Beatles cover on that record. And it's this guitar stuff at the beginning. I was like, well, that's, that's it. I can, I can play this kind of music now and, and know that guitar fits yeah. into it. So it made a bunch of sense to me in my head. And what about you, G? Oh, man. That's so tough for me. It really is. Because it's different times, but influential. I mean, Planet Rock was probably number two because that was the one that realized mm. that I realized that I was in that generation. You know what I mean? That yeah. this, was, this was me. This was my time. All that shit. Kind of like how y'all feel with Justin Bieber. Well, I think... <laughs> but if you're talking about... If you're talking about... If you're talking about my catcher in the rye... Then I'll talk, I'll tell you about it in a second. Mm. If you're talking about influential record, it was it was Cuss on Fly, both sides, called you out in polo. Oh yeah, cool. He's like rap walking down the street yeah. with a grill on my grill. And he was like, What's a grill? Oh, it's gold. Yeah. Another record that was that really really made me think soulfully was the Soul Sisters. Yeah. That record they were the backing singers to the JBs. Yeah. And that was a revolutionary record. Yo, scissors. Yeah. We're gonna tell about the Okie Dokie. Yeah, Fred Wesley, 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 yeah, yeah. That was a record. Let's have a meeting. Yeah. It was all about the, the sisters that were kind of meeting up to, you know, the brothers are getting in trouble. It was the like the Brides of Frankenstein. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was that. But I think for me, and I've got to say, the catcher in the rye, man, I mean, Pam Athene's still live talking. is still the greatest album. I played every fucking day of my life, and I wow. mean that. I bath in Epsom salts every fucking day. Dude. And I'm like, last train home, nah, you know what, Mignano. Uh, okay, we, so. Dude, when we first met, I remember the first couple of times you had, you kept talking to me about guitar. That it was weird because you're like, what kind of guitar do you play? You know, I'm into like, guitar. Who I mean, you listen to? And I remember even going, I, I remember talking to Fast, <laughs> going, Goldie's on some shit about guitar players. Like, <laughs> what the like, fuck does he know about guitars? Yeah, no, no, but I didn't know that Pat Metheny was your was shit. my shit, man. I mean, I. I became really good friends with Pat, and his wife really? was into. Yeah, well, yeah. There's, there's a remarkable story. I mean, it's remarkable. <sighs> I just started, but I'm quickly gonna do this. It's like can you tell a quick story. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not sure I can. I don't Look, know, man. He, I interview him after might years well get of another round, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> you might as well. After years of friendship, he asked me to interview him at the Langham, huh? and I interview him, and I say, Pat, man, if you ever find those two loops from all you going with yeah, I me, I heard this story. It's amazing. Um. Uh, please, I'll just remake it. And he's like, "Okay, Goldie, man, he's got a really light voice, man. Pat's got a really light voice." So he phones, he, he phones, he phones me up. He phones me up like four years ago and says, "Hey, man, I found the sound. I got it on two tracks." And he sends it to me, and I just get the heritage on someone and rework the record. It's on the Journeyman album. It's called Two Veins Avec Moi," and I wanted to give it a French song because my wife being French Japanese. And, uh, well, French-Canadian, that's why she's like, that's not really French, is it? Um, but she's French-Canadian, Japanese-Dutch. And well, um, you just blew that. <laughs> what do, what do, yeah, so, so I, t I remake the record, and I, and I give it to Pat, because he's playing at Ronnie Scott's. Yeah. And I never thought I'd ever hear him play that record, and he plays Are You Going With Me for me on the night, which blew my, I'm sitting like, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, you know, Robert De Niro in the scene from, from uh, The Untouchables where he's in the opera and the guy's crying his eyes up. And um, at the end of the show, we got backstage and I gave him the USB and said, I've done it, Pat. There it is. He said, well, I'm going to finish the tour in two weeks, man. I'll get back to you. That's the most nerve-wracking two weeks oh, of my really? life, yeah. man. And he, he sent me this long-ass email. And he got the email first. I read it. I was kind of like, wow. 
and he promises the best take on his music he's heard. And uh, and he said, look, I can't do this. It's not a cover, man. I'll, I'll split it with you 50-50. Well, the publishing and all yeah, that yeah. shit. Whoa. So I did it. It's a beautiful work. Listen to the original first, and then listen to the one on the record. It's a beautiful record. And that's it. I, I do want to say, though, the Journeyman record, the title Journeyman, for all of us who have been doing this a while, is a select moniker for us that have made it through and are still doing it and still hacking it and still making people happy doing what we do so that journeyman record aside from the title being pretty accurate what's going on the record is like it's like an onion in a lot of ways you listen to it and you love it then you listen to it again you love it for something else and you love it for something else at the third mm-hmm. listen it's 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 one of those it things a beautiful piece of unfolding origami because i was going to call it the origami i was also going to call it the proustian effect because i'm into proust <laughs> well, no you know the whole proust thing where it's layers and layers it's the only goldie who could, could say that shit and get no, away but you know with why? it no, i'll I tell know. you why because because you know it's the smell of of like my brother's collar you know, my, my, the cooking in the, in, the, in the kitchen, you know, what does it sound like? It's crazy. So it's the mm-hmm. smell of it. It's, it's that thing. It's going through the heart, not the, the head. The, the fact that you think of things on tactile, smell, oral, all that kind of stuff, those, those influences come out on this record. It's a fucking great record, dude. And it, I'm really, I'm really, and I ain't just saying that because you're in better shape than me. <laughs> no, 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 for real. It, it's a great record, and you all should actually check it out. I know somebody else has some questions. Yeah, go ahead. We could go side on a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah oh, man, how's it going? Um, just want to go back back in the day, but you're talking about like the stuff you're doing now. It's some of the finest stuff you feel you've done. But um, going back to the drum bass era, I got into it quite badly at university. kind of ruined that university thing for me. We used to <laughs> love going to record shops. You know, uh-huh. that's the thing, you know, go find a new white test press label yeah. and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And there's one record that just escaped me and I never got it. For my little collection, it was a Terminator, uh-huh. Metalheads. And for me, even at that time, because I think a lot of the guys then, they didn't really get credit for the, for the music that was coming out in the early 90s period, you know. But... How, when you made that record, when that record came about, did you feel that was a game changer? Because for me, that, that just... I'm, I, and I'm going to say, it sounds really obnoxious, but I knew I was going to do that because I was fascinated with time and about someone going back from the future to go back, you know, Sarah Connors. And it was like, I'm t- you're talking about things I haven't done yet. And it was, the dr- it was basically Arlington Street, Echo and the Bunnymen Studio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In Arlington Street, Camden. And Mark Rutherford and Johnny Goslin were working at a William Morbridge studio. I had a two EP deal. I'd come out of Reinforced. And it was a chance to work with Dan Charlemagne, Chemistry and Angel. And I thought, if I'm going to come out of Reinforced, I've got to make a massive impact. And I was fascinated with working in those studios because they had all this gnarly equipment. And on the rack, I said that I had to check out what it was. And I said to Mark, what is that? He said, it's a HF harmonizer. <laughs> I went, has anyone ever put drums through that? He went, No. I went, well, let's wire it up. Only a madman would do that. Only a madman. So I I wired it up. And and when you listen to the record, that change, with Funky Drummer, is live. I just went live with it. And we recorded that three times. And it was like, we're talking about things I haven't done yet. Taking the pitch, but keeping the speed of the record the same. It had never been done. Because people thought it was called time stretching. No, it's a different thing. Time stretching is a 950 where you take the, stre- the, the capacity of the stretch of the sample over its parameters, which ionizes the sample length, which makes it sound like dread. He is not an engineer, right? by the way. And I'm not an engineer. <laughs> so, so knowing the parameter change of that pitch changing, the HF harmonizer does many other things too. 
But that particular thing is taking the increments up. It confused people. The people would be going dancing and go, the fuck was that? They'd be dancing. <laughs> they really didn't know how to dance because they, they're hearing the pitch change. And it's a bit like, it's a bit like walking from Heathrow on the R, the escalators ain't working again. You know, and you go, <laughs> you know, you walk on that and it stops you. I knew it was going to be a game Shouldn't changer. Shouldn't have taken that Xanax on the flight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew it was going to be a game changer. And, but the, the difficulty with Terminator was coming up with Angel. Because you've got to top that. It was hard. I mean, it wouldn't top it, but it showed the different sides of my card playing or backgammon game. You know, Terminator is a very difficult record. It was, it was genre defining. And it was on dub plate for like 18 months. It was played on... I had to keep recutting it for Groove and Fabs. And were, for were, in, you doing, were you just keeping it white labeled? Because it was a dub plate. Yeah. It wasn't even a white yeah, label yeah, yeah, exactly. We kept it like on a dub plate and realized when we're going to push the button and get it out. Uh, I knew it was a game changer and it's still it's still it's people in time will always go that's my favourite record or that's my favourite record and Andy C will always say to you Menace it's Andy's fa- one of his favourite records he's probably the, his favourite record and if people go Timeless or State of Mind or whatever I think the artist really knows you know when, it, when, it, when he does his best work and that doesn't necessarily mean he's just going to make a whole bunch of love songs I mean the illusion with that record with Journeyman do the math. There's nine drum and bass records and seven musical experiments. It gives you the illusion, though, that it's something else that it's not. That's just called sleight of hand magic. That's called alchemy. Timeless did less than that. It was, you know, and it's just 12 tracks. But the impact, because it was genre defined, it was different. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Have you not got that record? I'll find you one. I've got people who've got loads of copies of that. I've probably got 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 copies myself somewhere of that. It is weird being in a studio, though, and I have people ask me stuff, like, what were you doing when you you tracked that song or when you mixed that song or something? And it is kind of weird. Half the time, you're like, 
I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but on certain real moments, uh, rare moments of clarity for me, mm. you do remember like, oh, well, you know, at the end of the day, you walked out of the studio going, I got that idea down without too much fucking interference. And that's it's the, the interference. Yeah. It's the, some de- we, call, we call it the dead zone, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, I remember taking breaks at William Orbit's theater thinking, oh, what the fuck, I got to think of this thing, I gotta, how am I going to change this record into the next phase? And, you, and the engineers, they, they weren't into drop, they weren't into electronic music. They were just engineers in, in Pete Gabriel's studio. So oh, yeah, I'm yeah, making yeah. these guys program breaks. They weren't like now where we've, I've trained the Metalheads guys. They've got their, they were doing their own stuff and they came up through the label and they're engineering and producing their own stuff. It's like a kid now with a laptop. It wasn't like that then. Trying to get uptown engineers to engineer <laughs> Dude, so an underground music like four years is go, a fucking art form. What? No, do Goldie, that. we don't do it like that around here. <laughs> You know, and, he's and like, if, well, yeah, you know, he wouldn't do it. In their lab coats and shit, like Abbey Road, like, no. I would literally, I would literally ask me, and he go, what? And I go, and like, that's the loop, right? Give me that. Now give me some hi hats on that. So I'd have to sing everything. My, I think my my art is expressing exactly. You just got to draw. I draw the shit out. That's what are you doing today? This is what we're doing. There's a drawing. Yeah. We're gonna start the timeline at zero, and we're ending here. And these are the colors I'm using. Because I, if you blow on the rock, the yeah. sculpture will it appear. Yeah, it comes out. But it's also the fact that I would pay, I would hustle, I'd go and sell weed, and I got to pay for three days in his fucking studio, fifteen hundred quid. I didn't buy weed from him when he was selling. Do you mean, I got to, I, I got to make sure that every minute counts. So I'm, I would be very disciplined being in the studio. I would have to be very disciplined because they don't care. You we talked time. about this. I remember you we were talking about studio time. You're like, fuck studio time, man. I get my shit done. I go in there. I tell them to press the red button and I That's get it, it done. Yeah. I have to do it. I can't go in the studio and go, what are we going to do then? Yeah. We did our first record in five days because we thought EMI was going to change their mind. We were in there with an engineer. We were like, wow. today is fucking sample day. Tomorrow is drum day. Third day is guitar day. Then it is fucking yeah. you know, vocal day. And then it is uh, the Cuervo brothers who are the percussion guys. We yeah. just get fucked up and just go... You, well, you, you, you sprinkle it. Yeah. You know, we do, I mean, I mean, we do, we do that. And I mean, the other thing is, you understand, listen to me, we finished Terminator at five in the morning in Iron Street and we did the final pass, eat off our nut. <laughs> the engineer couldn't see the screen. Mark Rutherford was like, tell me where the mouse is going. Does he say 1.4? I'm like, yeah. He goes, okay. And he pressed the button. He couldn't oh. see. It was rolling. But we'd finished the record. We'd finished those four tracks. We were just polishing and it sounds great on ease. And it, but the thing is, yeah. Believe me, Terminator. I knew what Terminator would do to people because because I was always a punter. I was always on the dance floor. People forget I'm, I'm not a DJ. I get paid to go and play records and arrange them. But I'm not. A, Doc Scott's a DJ. Marcus Intellect's a DJ. They're DJs. I've never really been a DJ. I've been an arranger. That's that's the gift. I I've always see. I've always found that the the guys who won't give you a clear idea what their job title is or the ones that are most creative, dude. Uh, you know, you can say, like, you know, like, I'm a DJ, man, but are you... When everybody actually defines what title. they do, you're a creative it. person, man. I'm just a creative. I, I, I kind of realize that. Yo, I, I have to ask you this, though, man. When you leave the studio and everybody's nutted off, and you, do you always ask for a mix down on what happened that day? On a, on oh, a, yeah. See, we'd that's always my get, shit, too, We'd have man. to get that shit... Um, there would be I'm, another hour of me in a car somewhere yeah. driving around. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. We listen. I would be going back and forth. You know, 
I mean, I, I just destroyed Jessie Ware this week, man. I don't do remixes, but I heard this track and she reached out and she loved Adore You. And I'm like, I'm going to fuck that up so badly. Because it sounded really good. You know, and I'm going to bomb tomorrow. I can't, I'm going to smash that to bits tomorrow. Because, you know, I, I like being able to flip people over. You know, the Skepta joint, which is coming out. I did the Skepta thing like, like four months ago. And he, I, I met him in an airport and he's like, yeah, man. Um, yo, uncle, man, you're still doing beats? And I'm like, listen, I ain't doing yo grime. uncle. I ain't doing this shit unless it's right. And uh, I was in time. I was finished. We finished Journey, man. You know, this was, yeah, April, May last year. We've done that. And then it was October. Yes, October. James, um, James Davison, the engineer for Journey, man, who's an, who's an eccentric and probably the most, the best engineer I've ever worked with. All Star Trek episodes, he'll make the engine work better than all that shit. This guy's the best. And um, we started with Prism. I'm like, this is an exercise. We're going to start in 3-3, three, 3-4, three, three, switch back to 4-4, four, four, switch back to 3-4 in the drop. You got that? He went, yes, do it. I'm ready. He was like the dog from up. Yeah, we're now, we're master, we're now. And I throw the ball, he's like, I got the ball back. I'm like, I just threw the fucking thing. He's like, ready. Yeah. And uh, it was he October. on board. He was on know? board. Yeah. And he's already an artist in his own right with the underground, you know, ulterior motive on the label with Greg. And um, I knew he was the guy for the job. He didn't, he, before he even knew he was going to come to Thailand, I already knew he was, I already booked his fucking ticket, so you're doing the album. And he's, he's like, I'm not, I'm not ready. House. I'm not you're ready. There. And uh, so the thing was that, uh, I sent the track to, I said to, to, to James, let's roll this track out. I want Beck meets Wu-Tang. So I want to get this mad shit going on. And I love Odelay, that break on, on New Pollution. It's a great break. And I'm like, I got best to replay that shit a year, three years earlier. And I laid that shit down. I sent it to Skepta. And he's, he, he, I, send him, I send him me recording the lyrics. There's no one in but the lights are around who's going to fix this. So I sent him like a punk rendition. Yeah. I said, add what the fuck you want. He added Macaulay Culkin Home Alone, can't find my spaceship, <laughs> which is brilliant. Macaulay Culkin Home Alone, can't find my spaceship. And I'm like, because you know where, now he's going to get this. Yeah. The record's called Upstart. Because I'm an upstart. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm a punk. And, and Skeps goes to me, what's upstart, uncle? I went, upstart kind of means you're like a punk. Yeah. Oh, I like that then. Okay, cool. So the record's coming out in a couple of months, and it's and it's, for me it's 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 a standalone fucking record. Yeah. When you hear that record, you be like, "What the fuck is that?" I played it last year in Glastonbury, it at Arcadia. I'd be like, "What the fuck is that tune?" You know, so it's a great tune. But I like manipulating people. I'm all about that. I'm gonna get uh, musicians. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna get the best out of you. I'm gonna get the best sound out of you. Shit that you've never played. I'm gonna get out of you, and that's what I like doing. See, that's the great creative music producer right there. Oh, yes, let's do one more question, y'all. Who has got a good one? I don't want a shitty question. <laughs> Is that question good? And this gentleman, too, as well. He's been... He's been uh, yeah, he's been actually... He's really my timeless fan right there. All right, right up, right up. Hi there. Um, my son is 13 and is a, guitar a phenomenal guitarist already. He wants to break into the music, music industry. What would you? What would your advice be to your thirteen-year-old self? Send me a bloody demo. <laughs> um, I I, th I think really well. You as a guitar, you know, as this whole thing. I mean, if what did I you could do? Do my guitar shit again? Although I'm actually pretty badass at what I do. I would do what I'm trying to do with my son and tell him to keep the guitar going but play drums. 
because if you and keys and bass. All right. So the thing about drums is, and you know this, it's meter, it's timing. Yeah. There's but the, my favorite musician in the world is this guy called Pete Eleven, right? He, and he plays with the Blind Boys, Alabama. He played with uh, Greg Allman. He's a keyboard player. Played with me a bunch. He's the best musician because he has great timing. He knows mm. when 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 to hold up. When, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? all that stuff. I think it's important for for people to know rhythm, especially they call it meter, and when they go out there like that. Wow. But it's, it's just you gotta get your timing right. So I'd, I'd say that would be a good thing to what start. What I was yeah, what I say to him is or like sequence, like you know, make beats. Yeah, for me, there. Ableton. You yeah, know, as a young, I, I mean, I've only made a couple of tunes on Ableton, but in terms of is he elastic properties, in terms of getting ideas down very quickly, and if he's adept, which I'm sure he is, because most 15 year olds, you know, 15, are pretty 13. adept, 13 year olds yeah. are pretty sharp. Ableton, he might go, yeah, I've already got that, mum. You know, he might already be there. I don't know. Yeah. He's already there musically, but mentally, and and taking him into the music industry and the. Uh, only, only, yeah, yeah, only women can do that yeah. and bring him to that next level. Yeah, I really believe that. You know, it'd be interesting to hear what he's doing, but I think to be able to, I remember when Ed Sheeran, I I gave him an award. <laughs> Did you just? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. I'll give you an example. I'm gonna give you an example. I'll give you an example. Oh, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. these kids come up. I'm thinking, what the fuck? If it can happen to Ed, it can happen to you know, anybody, right? Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so if this guy's a guitarist, guitarist, then it's for him to be able to put together, you know, a set of work that will make that guitar sound like different th- attributes. Do you know what I mean? So it's worth getting the right, getting to the right ears, really. And what is your advice to a mum bringing somebody up in that industry, knowing the pitfalls and oh god, and the noise canceling headphones, noise canceling headphones yeah, yeah. for one. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't did know. Did you ever do your shit for money? You didn't, did you? It wasn't for money. He's, he's got to get yeah. his mind right. It's like if he says, passion for him. if he said, okay, if it's a passion for him, right? If he said, what do you want to do out of this? Uh, well, I just want to get out there and people to hear his music. That's a, that's a different thing. I want to, when people say I want to make money, I'm like, I don't even speak to you again. I don't want to speak to people like that. Yeah. Um, if it's a passion, I'm really interested now because you're saying all these different things. And of course, that's the mom's strength too because your mom's going to look after your little one, right? Your baby. Mm-hmm. But you know, you've got, to, you've got to make sure he has the discipline too because 13, when them balls drop, man, them guys start, they start, they start fucking, that shit starts, the guitar's over here and that shit's like, starts walking. Seriously, you know, it's all right now. What he's got there, you know, his vocals are good and he's great. But then, yo, mom, I'm kind of tired. I want to go out. Yo, ma. Just yo. be strong with him and be honest about it, you know. Thank you. Hi. Um, yeah, this fits in with some of what you've already been talking about and it's something I've always been interested in. How close is the sound on the album to the sound in your head? I've been asked that three times this week and it's bang on the money. It's 99% now. It used to travel at 70%. Yeah. It's 99%. The only if you watch like a, a movie and they got the special effects and shit and you look at like Star Wars, A New Hope, and you're like... Mm. And then you look at the new shit like Guardians of the Galaxy, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's right on the money. Because, I, because I, don't, I don't start them at the beginning either. I've realized that with the alchemy, I start the tracks in the middle. It's called the concertina. I start in the middle and expand to the beginning and expand to the end. I start in the middle. It's circular. It's not linear. It's a circular movement of... Is that uh, what you were talking about with yoga, where you get that one moment that it's all worth it and then the other stuff on the either side yeah, is it's, it, it's getting that, there? It's yeah, it's that. It's that. I'm working back. It's what got me there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and drawing the idea out, it's 99%. The only thing, is, um, the only thing that's missing on that album was, um, was maybe Sade doing, doing Ballad, Ballad Celeste. 
You know what I mean? Because I spoke to Ian, her husband. Sure, and she was, was at my house. She though. was, yeah. she was, you know, she was going. I never got it in my house. I'm, I'm glad, you know. She, but she went to Blue Nose. I mean, she, damn, I missed that chick. Um, so I missed that aspect. Sorry, but the songwriting, the execution, for me, the thing is about the deluxe. I mean, what have you got? What format have you got the album? By the way, what format do you have it in? MP3. Now you see, they haven't found it yet. Then. Yeah. What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? <laughs> so, so you know, that's the thing. I'm a hardware kind of guy. And you'll only find the depths of the music in the hardware. I'm only going to say that. Well, I mean, as that. a producer, and I, I did this when I first got, when we first did our first record, it was on EMI. So they give you all these, if you're the producer, they give you all that. All right, so it's going to, what's the, what's the digital release kind of sequence like? What's the, you know, well, you're the vinyl's like, all 16 tracks. Yeah. Cut by a guy called Lewis, who's just a genius. And he sounds very, very loud. D&B loud for us. Yeah. Um, I think the remake on Barry was the best thing I've ever done in terms of the ballad. I think Ballad Celeste is, you know, about me suffering with addiction for so long and just having to just lie on my wife's chest and just go, what is that? You know, it's the, the headless horse shit, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I, I was going to write all the lyrics out for people. I thought, you know what, let him, let him explore it. You know, but there's a lot of, there's, a lot, there's so much sewn into that, that. If you listen to Run, 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 for me, it's David Lean and you get to the end of it and you get Run, 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 which is theatre. It's so naked, that piece. It's very naked. And Tyler, it took me, me and John Dixon. John Dixon had a 48-minute piano improv that I whittled down to five and a half minutes. And I took, it took me three months to write. And I said to Tyler, he says, Katie said, go up that hill. Top line, back BV. Katie said, go up that hill. Katie said, top line. And he's like, what's Katie mean? I'm like, it's not Katie, it's Katie. And Katie's the only woman that run up a hill. Because that's how intrinsic, I built a house on a hill. And Kate Bush got me up that hill. You know, I heard running up the hill was a big tune for me. <laughs> and that's what it is, it's Kate Bush, it's a homage to Kate. So all of the tunes have a duality, but it's a homage to Kate Bush. Um, hey, did I mention before that all the greats never take credit for anything? You know, so, you know, that's what it is. You know, and, 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 and I love the fact that you know, I just, um, I, I, I listened to the record. I, I couldn't listen to Mother for a long, long time, years. I couldn't listen to Sounds of Return. I felt broken. This record, I listened to like I never made it because I didn't make it. It's not mine. It's, it's ours. It's, it's what, it's what I, I, I painted that fucking album. I have tools now. I'm creating my own type of sleeping tablet or, you know, my, my own E. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. It's that kind of deal for me. It really is. And, you know, my daughter will listen to that when I'm gone. That's all that matters to me. It's, the, it's, the, it's the what it is for my family. That's brilliant, man. Uh, guys, thank you much for hanging out with me and Goldie tonight. That was long. It was long. Actually, for you, it wasn't that long, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's like squeeze, <laughs> squeeze time thing. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so I did that. Yeah, like, we didn't time stretch it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We did else. But yeah, man, thank you very much. And thank, thank you all for coming through, thank man. Thank you so and, much. And love it, love it. Thank you for having that record, dude. Thank you for putting our record out. That shit Thank is real, you. man. Thank you. And, and don't forget to go see Goldie on this tour, man. It's going to be pretty insightful, man. It is an unbelievable grace. These musicians were shunned by the music world in the classical world, but they just like learned to play 10 instruments each. And now he's got them all eat up, man. It's you know, I've got, got, bu- <laughs> got them all buzzing, man. I mean, Matt Calvert, John Calvert, Adam Betts, John Blees. Yeah. Hugh Wilkinson, these guys are ruthless, man. And Vanessa Hayes, Natalie Duncan, Terry Walker, Tyler Lee Daly. It's going to be a great show. All right, let's do it. So come, November. Peace.
Peace. Let's do that. Now, I told you it was dope, and I don't like tooting my own horn, but having a guy like Goldie to speak to, you always get a great conversation. So get yourself on my mailing list over at HueyMorgan.com to be sure you're the first to know next time we do a live pod and you could be there. Next up on the pod, we've got the badass offer of You're a Badass, Jen Sincero. Now, she sold over a million copies of her book, You're a Badass, and writes self-help books for people who don't like self-help books. It's kind of odd, but she's amazing. She's also done some pretty other wild stuff in her time. Do your research. Go on the Google before the episode drops next week. And don't forget, leave us some love on the iTunes and subscribe yourself. Until next time, my friends, stay classy. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.